ELC Radio. And I want to say to the women of Propel, take heart. Take courage as we go into 2020. It is a proactive word, an imperative verb, an action word. Take it. You are not just going to sit back passively, going with the culture, going with the flow, freaking out, but you are going to rise up and remember that you are a daughter of the King. Remember what you have in Christ. Remember who you are in Christ and you shall make a decision to take heart. So propelling my last charge in 2020 to the women of Sacramento and I want to declare it into the atmosphere in the capital of California. We as women of God shall take courage. We do not shriek back. We do not pull back. We do not stop. We march on into the future and the destiny that Jesus Christ died to give us in Jesus' name. Love God. Lift others. Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. about one important ingredient for a miracle, which is a strong spirit. Everybody say strong spirit. Most Christians do not have a strong spirit. I'm just going to say it. They don't have a strong spirit. Most Christians, they don't have a strong spirit. They have maybe good understanding, you know, but a strong spirit is a whole different thing. And here's why I say most Christians don't have a strong spirit. Because a strong spirit must be built. It must be built. You must build it. You, the same way you got to take your body to the gym. Come on, somebody. Amen. The same way you got to work it out. The same way you got to feed it the right things. You got to do the same thing for your spirit, man. And here's the thing. Just like working out once a week ain't enough. How many of y'all know that ain't enough? That ain't enough. I wish it was. But it ain't going to the gym once once I ain't going to do it. Amen. Well, it's a revelation for somebody. Somebody needs to write that down. I just help somebody. Somebody's like, that's what it is. <laughs> Dang, that's why ain't nothing changing here. Because once a week, don't do it. Well, here's something else to, to help you with. Feeding your spirit once a week, don't do it either. It don't do it either. You got to feed yourself every day. That's why we do something called devos around here. We got devotionals. Well, you just take a little bit of time every day. You crack open that word and you eat. You crack open that Bible and you put that word in your head. And on your way to work, you be thinking about that word. Meditate on that word. 
Get that word on the inside of you. Why? Because your spirit will grow. Something else that you can do to grow your spirit is you got to pray. You got to pray. Prayer will strengthen your spirit, man. Okay? But you got to learn how to pray in the spirit as well in the understanding. See, when you pray with the understanding and you pray with words, the Bible tells us that it's fruitful for your understanding. It helps your mind. But there's another kind of prayer when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in other tongues. The Bible says you do not speak unto man, but you speak unto God, the mysteries of God. It also says that when you pray in other tongues, you pray the perfect will of God. Amen? That means you don't need to know what's going on, but if you just pray in other tongues, you can pray specifically God's will into your situation. But you know what happens? We let our mind take control of our lives. We let our intellect steer the car. And our intellect doesn't like praying in tongues. Doesn't like it because they don't understand it. It's like, well, you know, you start praying in tongues and you can only do it 30 seconds. Because your mind kicks in and goes, what are you doing? This is stupid. What do you, how do you know what you're saying? Oh, you're making this up. Da, da, da. And your mind will just talk you out of the blessings of God. It'll talk you out of the word of God because it can't comprehend it. But it's when you're able to overpower your mind through the scriptures that you can press into something supernatural. That you tap into that spiritual gear that begins to build your spirit man. Okay, You're going to need a strong spirit for the miracles that God wants to give you. And let me prove it to you today. Let's look at the book of Isaiah chapter 55 uh, verses 8 and 9. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9. This is where we're going to start today. It says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you this morning for your presence. And I pray, Lord God, that the light bulb would go on in our lives as it pertains to you and what it takes to hear from you. Father, there are so many things you want to bless your children with, but Father, we try to be led by what we can see, what we can understand. And Father, I pray that you'll help us be illuminated by the Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So we see here right away, and you probably heard this growing up, your your grandma used to tell you this, or your mom, or the Lord, you know, they say it in other ways, which the Lord works in mysterious ways. You ever heard that one? It's not true. Amen. It's not true. The Lord doesn't work in mysterious ways. The Lord tells you exactly how he works in the Bible. Exactly how he works. It's, not, it's only mysterious if you don't read his word. Then you're just like, wow. Read his, he, tells you, he tells you, hey, before I do something, I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it. He tells you that. Before I do something, I will first tell you what I'm about to do. But here's the thing. God does not speak to your thoughts He does not speak to your mind. Why? Because God's thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. Can I get a a good strong amen on that? You know, this is one of the first things that helped save my life when I was 19. If anything, the thing that has gotten me so far is learning to not trust myself. This is going to help some of you because some of you, you ain't never wrong. You don't ever do nothing wrong. You don't make no mistakes. You got it all figured out. 
Yeah, everybody quiet in here because I'm talking to somebody. Your yeah, spouses are elbowing. You're talking to my husband right now. That's what you see. You know, we, we think we got it all together. But can I just tell you something? You're deceived. The greatest thing I've learned in my walk is this, not to trust myself. The Bible tells me this. The heart of man is wicked. That's you. That's me. If I'm going to trust myself, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. And for some of us, if you do inventory, the mistakes you have in life are because you didn't listen to the right people. You trusted yourself. So I learned right away, 19 years old, man, I ain't smart enough to get where God wants me to get. I'm not smart enough. So I got to I got to find out how to get where he's calling me from where I am with a corrupt heart. Come on, somebody. And a limited understanding. And so I began to learn that God's ways are not my ways. And here's here's the thing. They're not only different. The Bible says they're much higher. So much so as the heavens distance from the earth. Guys, that's a pretty big jump. But it's amazing to me how many sitting in this place today won't give up control of their lives because you trust yourself. And I tell you what, you trust yourself enough, you'll marry the wrong person. I decided many years ago, I don't want what I want. I want what God wants for me. And the reason I decided that was because I learned that in the old timers used to say this all the time. God loves you. He is better to you than you can be to yourself. And I used to hear that. And what does that mean? It means this, that God loves you more than you love yourself. The things he has for you are better than the things you want for yourself. I heard a sermon by Tommy Barnett. He's a legend. At one point, he had the largest church in America. He's done so many different things. He, they planted the Dream Center in L.A., and now there's Dream Centers all over the world. He, he, in this sermon, he talked about this. He learned that when God gave him a, a, a choice, he learned to let that choice go and say, God, what do you want? When God would say, how can I bless you? He, would learn, he learned to say, God, I want whatever you want. Because what he found in his 80 years, 60 years of doing ministry, he found that everything that God wanted for him was better than what he would have chose. And what would happen if 20-year-old you 25-year-old you, 30-year-old you would learn that now from a man who is in his 80s that learned that over 60 years. Or however old he is, learn it. Guys, we don't know what we have with people that have gone before us. Can I tell you what you have if you have a grandfather that served the Lord, a father that has served the Lord? You literally have a time machine. You have a time machine. Man, when I talk to Pastor Charles or Pastor Tommy Barnett or some of these guys, they can save me years of turmoil because they've already lived it. So when I talk to them, it's like me jumping in my own future and getting advice. Some of you need some, you need a time machine. And God's given you one, but you don't listen to him. Why? Because we trust ourselves. You know, we trust ourselves. So, so we date somebody. Help, help the singles out here. We date somebody, okay? And we don't want him to meet our pastor. 
We don't want him to meet our pastor. We don't bring him to mommy's house. He ain't met none of the family. Why? Because we don't want to know what they're going to say about him. Because we want what we want. Wasn't that a Selena Gomez song? The heart wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. But here's what the Bible says about the heart. The heart of man is evil. So if you give the heart what it wants, it'll always lead you down the wrong path. But if we can learn to exchange our heart for the heart of God, life gets really, really good. If we can learn to to give God our ways in exchange for his, that's when you could start living, get this, outside of your limitations. Live outside of your limitations. You'll go further than the education that you have says you should. You'll get a finer spouse than your looks say you should be qualified for. Come on, somebody. You'll get a better job than you're qualified for. Because when you allow God into your boat and you say, God, you take my ways, I take yours. He gives you a life outside of your limitations. You're looking at somebody that's living it. I've been living it. Man, this, this coming year, will be, I'll be close to going to 50 different nations. I have gone on over 100 missions trips. And I've taken close to 150 people with me through that time into international missions. This kid from Del Coronado Way, Valley High School, dropped out of uh, uh, Sac City College. But I dropped out and went to Bible college, so don't hate on me, don't hate on me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I'm way outside of my pay grade. And I'm preaching this to you because some of you, you're just trying to, well, you know, I want this and I want this and this is how I'm going to do it. And, and if somebody tries to come and help you, you take it wrong. Oh, you, you, you don't understand. You just don't, you don't know. See, because you're still trusting in yourself. But you got to learn to exchange what you want for what God wants. Because what God wants for you it's way better. It's way better. And so back to Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55 says this, that you got to learn God's ways are not your ways. They're way higher. They're way higher than your ways. You guys see that? So I want you to write this down. God's ways are higher and different than ours. They cannot be understood by the carnal mind. They can't. Now look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. This is why we need a strong spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. It says this, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let me say that again. Nor have they entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Here it is. Through his spirit. God reveals his will. And his blessings, not to your mind, not to your flesh, but to your spirit. Now, this is where problems enter in. The spirit man, think of the spirit man as uh, 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 something as a satellite. As what we used to have back in the day, and I've talked about this before, an antenna. Amen. Remember when we had antennas? Oh, yeah, man, we, well, I lived in a two-story house in, in, in my area, and Mondo and all my friends would come over, and they'd come over our place because our antenna was on a two-story. And so it was way high. 
And so we could get signals from the Bay Area. And so we watched Channel 2. We watched Channel 44. We could watch Creature Feature and all those things, Bob Wilkins. We could see wrestling. We could see all the cool stuff because everybody else could only get Channel 40 and 31. Come on, somebody. That's all they could get because the antennas didn't go as high. But our antenna went super high so we could pull into the Bay Area. We could see sports from the Bay Area. So they'd come over and we'd watch stuff on that. See, your spirit is like that. The stronger your spirit, listen now, the more from God you could pull in. You could pull in more word. He could tell you more things. But the smaller your spirit, you barely get in channel 40. I know this is a whole old school thing because now we got cable and you, get, you can get channels from all over the world. But understand, track with me here. It's, it's an antenna. It's, it's what you pull a signal from, right? So you've got to strengthen the area that God is going to speak to you in. And you've got to learn to take the steering wheel out of the hand of your intellect and your emotions, because he ain't speaking to those things. You just read it. He's not communicating to those things. He's going to speak to your spirit. But here's the problem. Here's where most of us have messed up our life. You let your feelings drive the car. And you're always getting your feelings hurt. Did you know that's what feelings do? They get hurt? They do. There's not a relationship that you'll ever be in where your feelings won't get hurt. It's not happening. Every relationship you're in, that person carries tremendous uh, ability to hurt your feelings. And they will. Write that down. That's a happy message today. Amen. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Your spouse is going to hurt your feelings. Don't amen me. Don't amen me. Some of y'all, amen, every day. (laughs) Hey, your kids are going to hurt your feelings? Your parents are going to hurt your feelings? Your boss? Your friends? Here's a secret one for you. Your pastors. Some of y'all, you hurt my feelings right now, pastor. You hurt me right now. So why would we give control, listen now, of our life to something so unstable? And guess what? That's what some of you have done. That's why no relationship works. That's why you need anger management. You need it. That's not a joke. You need it. You should go get your man- anger managed. That's why you, 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 you're jumping from job to job, from relationship to relationship. Man. Some of us raising kids with the emotions in charge. We're messing them up. It's tough. So the emotions, the, will, the soul should not be in charge of your life. So if you didn't come to church for anything else today, you came for this. Let's get control of your life into your spirit. Your spirit is going to help you. Okay, because why we just read it. I has not seen ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of who man. So don't trust your heart. Oh, my heart's just telling me. Heart ain't going to lead you to the right place. Guess what's going to lead you to the right place? 
your spirit. Look what it says. The things which God has prepared for those who love him, your eye can't discern it, your ear or your heart. Here it is. But God reveals them to us through his spirit. His spirit. So guess who's going to, guess who should tell you who you should marry? Your spirit. Not your flesh. That's why some of you got in trouble because you just said, hey. Your flesh said, that's the one right there. That's the one. Your spirit said, no. But your flesh said, oh, yeah. She got lips, hips, and fingertips. Let's go. People pick spouses like that. Oh, he got biceps. Huh? Okay. But he's crazy. He'll beat you in a year. Yeah, but he looks so good. He got a nice car, too. He got a good job. So we laugh, but man, that's how people pick spouses. We do this. Why? Because the wrong things run in your life. Check it out. Build the spirit, man. God reveals the things that he has for us to the spirit, man. Let's keep going. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows, the things of a man, except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So here's what you got to do. You got to take the lid off of this relationship with you and God. You got to say, God, if you're in it, I want it. That's what I did when I was 19. I said, God, I want everything, you know, you want. And I would go to church and I would read in the Bible, book of Acts, and I would see that the uh, Spirit, Holy Spirit fell and they began to speak in tongues. And I asked my friends at church, I said, man, what's this? How come we ain't doing this? And he goes, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of weird to me. And I went home and it troubled me. I was like, huh, that's weird. And I just said, well, God, is this weird? I said, God, I don't care. If it's going to make my life better, I'm down with weird. If you're in it, I want it. Because we, we still got some people that have been serving God a long time and still going, well, I don't know. I don't know about that laying on of hands. I don't know about that praying in other tongues. I don't know about lifting my hands in worship. Come on, hey, whoa, take it easy, guy. We've got all these limits on God. Why? Because you're trying to serve God based on how you feel. This is why people don't go to church every Sunday. Because how many know there's some Sundays you ain't going to feel like it. Can I get an amen on that? That's true. Can I, can I tell you something? I don't always feel like being here. But I don't live by my feelings. Amen. I live by my spirit. I know where God's at on a Sunday morning for my life. He's amongst my people. He's amongst the gathering. He's, and, so, and so we've got to learn to give the control over to the spirit. And then we got to learn to be open to the spirit. That's all I'm telling you to do today. Be open. Be open. You know, God, whatever you want to do, do it. God, you want to fill me with the Holy Spirit? I want that. Praying in other tongues, Lord, I don't, ever, I don't fully understand it. But you know what? According to the word of God, it says it in there. And if it says it in there, then I'll do it. And, and, and I'll let you show me the fruit of it. Man, you think I understood when I went up there and started praying in tongues? I still remember. I was with Mondo. I was in the eighth grade. I was barely serving God. Like barely. How many know barely serving God? It's like you said the prayer, but ain't nothing else in your life changed. I said the prayer, but boy, I was still sinning. Come on. Nothing else changed. And then we had this guy come to St. Rose Prayer Group. Uh, and we, he, he looked like the junkyard dog. 
You guys remember the wrestler, the junkyard dog? He looked just like, dude, I thought, oh, my gosh. Of course, you know, we was kids, so we started calling him Junkyard Joseph. And we was laughing. This guy looked like the junkyard dog up in here. And, and he called me out. He said, come on up here. I was like, what? What you want? I'm just like, I'm up there like, chum gum. He said, you're going to preach one day. I laughed in his face. All my friends laughed, too. They said, boy, this guy's way off. <laughs> and we got filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of those, like, at, a, at a Catholic uh, a charismatic prayer group on St. Rose on Franklin Boulevard out there. I didn't understand what was really happening. But I said, God, if you're in it, I want this. And I started praying. You know what my prayer sounded like? I, I kid you not. It sounded like I, I was like Fred, Fred Flintstone. Y'all remember Fred Flintstone? I know some of y'all don't remember. I'm going way back on you. Fred, Fred Flintstone used to say, yabba dabba do. That was my prayer. Oh, Father, yabba dabba do. Yada da da do. And I would say Scooby-Doo and whatever else. They still tease me because they think I still say that every time. I watched a lot of TV as a kid. I did. Maybe it came out of my tongues. I don't know. And I would just sit there and I'd be like, man, I don't even know if this is doing anything. But I just pray. And you know what would happen afterwards? After I gave the spirit control, the intellect and the feelings then fell into place. And then I could feel God working. Then I could put my feelings to work in discerning for God. See, that's not that we throw our feelings out, but we got to put them in their proper place. But we've got to get the spirit man working in your life. Because here's the thing, guys. We need miracles. No amount of counseling is going to fix the thing you got wrong in your marriage. You need a miracle. No amount of counseling is going to fix that addiction. You need a miracle. Nothing's going to get your life to change. No class, no degree. You need a miracle. If you haven't gone onto the app and heard the message that my wife preached and the, and the team did a couple weeks ago when they talked about the miracles in the house and Eddie Cobb and Artemisa and the different ones wrote their letters to their, to their selves, do yourself a favor and go on there and listen to that because they told stories of things that only God could do. And he'll do the same for you. But here's the thing. You got to be open. There are situations in your life that may seem impossible. But if I could get you to build up your spirit man and put your spirit man first, then God can begin to reveal to you answers. Listen now, answers to things that look like they will never change. They'll never change. I remember being here in, in church and praying with a certain couple and they had just got a bad report from the doctor and the doctor said she would she would never be able to have a child I remember her crying I remember her just being so distraught because their dream was lost it was gone and they just got a report from the doctor that it would be impossible for them to have a baby so I remember praying with this couple we prayed with them so you know what let's just believe God we already got to know, let's get a God that does miracles into our situation. God began to do some miracles. They had a baby. And many of you know that's part of Evelyn's testimony from the Cardenas family. And now they got two babies. Ha! Two babies. Hey, good babies, too. Isn't that right, Grandma, Grandpa? Good babies, too. 
Good-looking babies, good-acting babies. Why? Because somewhere in them, their spirit said, there's more. There's more. May we all have spirits like that. When we got the news the second time around about the building, man, we were distraught. We were crushed. I've told you the story so many times. But we had enough sense to just meet with God and say, God, what are you saying? Thank the Lord my wife and I have taken time to build up our spirit so that when we needed a word, he gave it. And not only did he give it, we heard it. And we grasped it. And it's not going to be long. We're going to be sitting in that new building with the fruit of that word around us. But how many of us give up on our dreams because we don't hear nothing? How many of us are saying things like this? God's not speaking. No, let me tell you something. God's a speaking God. Y'all need to know God's a speaking God. How do we know that? How did he create the world? He spoke it into existence. He's always speaking. It's what he does. It's who he is. So when we're not hearing nothing, it's not him that's not speaking. It's you and I needing to clear the channel, so to speak. It's you and I needing to maybe, you know, unclutter our listening device, which is our spirit, and take a moment and listen. Did you know a big part of your prayer life needs to be listening? Who wants to be with somebody that's talking all the time? That's some of y'all's prayer life. Father, I just love you, Father God, Father God, and Father God, I thank you, Father God. Oh, Father God. Father God, Father God, let me rock it, Father God. Let me rock it. That's all I want to do, Father God. Let me, I mean, come on. We just, we just, Father God, and da 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 Man, just be quiet sometimes. Meditate sometimes. Just listen sometimes. Because that's when he's going to give you something that could turn everything around. Are you guys getting this today? So let's keep going. So we've got to build that spirit man because we need miracles. You're going to need miracles. It's going to take a miracle to get you that money for the missions trip. It's going to take a miracle to get you the money for your pledge. Whatever it is you're believing for. Hey, the kind of wife you want, it's going to take a miracle. Yes, it's going to take a miracle. All right. Denise Williams, Google it. Amen. All right. So God will not speak to your senses, but reveals things through your spirit. Now look at 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14. All right. Jump down to that. It says this. It says this. These things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Now listen to this next part. Nor can he even know them because it's spiritually discerned. And we've all experienced this. Like before you got saved, you thought church was so stupid. Anybody here like that? I'm going to raise my hand. I thought church was the dumbest thing to do. I didn't get it. So every week we go, we hear this dude talk. We just sit in these chairs. We sing these old songs. That's foolish. That's what I thought as a kid. That's what I thought. That's what I thought as a teenager. We'd still go. I'd go with my cousin Paul. We'd go to Capital Christian. And our parents would go sit down on the bottom. We'd go, oh, we're going to go sit up here with our friends. I'm sorry, Thea, we used to sneak out every, every Wednesday. <laughs> We'd go to the store and buy candies. Because we could not care. And we were teenagers, too. We were little kids. Candies. Yeah, we just go have candy. 
Why? Because the natural man could not receive the things of the spirit. It's foolishness to them. It's foolishness. But then, I'll never forget, I came down, 19 years old, gave my life to Jesus. Jesus came in, and you couldn't keep me away from church. I remember one time my dad telling me, hey, you ain't got to go every time. I said, yes, I do, Dad. He said, no, you don't. I've been doing this my whole life. Because I would go on Sundays, and then I'd go on Sunday night. And then Mondays was singles night, so I'd go then. And then Wednesdays, they had midweeks. So I was at midweek. And all of a sudden, everything shifted. What Something that I thought was boring, dumb, dull, my spirit came alive, and it was no longer foolish to me. It was no longer foolish. And for some of you, the same thing has happened. But listen, don't let it stop there. There's other things that we thought were foolish before we got saved, like offerings, like tithing, like giving, like serving. See, all these things don't make sense to the carnal mind. Now, wait a minute. You do what on your day off? Yeah, yeah, I serve over at the church. On your day off? Yeah, yeah, I, I get up and, you know, I'm on the usher team, so we get it there at 8 o'clock and we set up the, the play. Really? Why? Do they pay you? No, 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 that's what I do. It's kind of, you know, my service unto the Lord. It's, that's how I say thank you. I give back for what Jesus has done for me. People walk away like, really? Why do you do that? But you talk to our serve team, you talk to people that do that, they get it. And it might seem foolish to you, but it ain't to us. Because we can't explain it. Why? Because it's spiritually discerned, y'all. It's spiritually discerned. It's something that we just, you know, have learned is right and good. And it might not be able to explain it to somebody to get them to do it. But boy, when the light bulb goes on, you can't keep people from not doing it. You can't talk us out of it because it's who we are. It's how we, we, we get it. But here's the thing. It's your spirit, man. That's going to get you that. And some of us, if you're going to progress in understanding, we've got to get your spirit man strong so that you could start getting it. Can I get an amen on that? So let's, let's keep going. So he speaks to your spirit. Now, now it says there, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. It's a spirit thing. Tell your neighbor it's a spirit thing. He's going to speak to your spirit. He's going to speak to your spirit. But here's the problem. Some of us, we confuse our spirit for our own voice. I had so many people tell me God told them something and it was just themselves talking to themselves. Come on, ladies, you've had it sometimes. Some dude comes up to you and says, the Lord told me you're my wife. I hope that don't happen in our church. But you know, it happens a lot of churches. And then people, they, they, they ain't, that ain't God. You know, a lot of times it ain't God. Right? It's, it, people, they'll, they'll miss, oh, pastor, the Lord told me to do this. Oh, really? Yeah, the Lord told me to date this unsaved girl over here. Oh, really? Is she fine? Yeah, she's she real fine. Does she know Jesus? No, no, she don't. So but this is how I'm going to get her. See, this is the Lord's plan for my life. Next thing you know, he's sleeping with her. Now, God did that? God did that? Now, see, this is the problem. With a weak spirit, it sounds too much like your spirit. 
So how do we tell the difference? Can I help you all today? Write this down. Get your pencils ready. Get your phones out. Get your iPads. Whatever you need to do, you need to write this down. The spirit sounds like his word. His word. God ain't never going to tell you something that's not in his word. Ever. It's not in his word. He ain't speaking it. He ain't going to tell you to get drunk. To relieve your stress. Because he already said in his word, be sober minded. So if he already said that, he's not going to contradict himself and say this. Are you tracking with me? He's not going to tell you to date somebody that's not saved. Because in his word, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, he already tells you, do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. So you come in and saying, well, pastor, you know, the Lord told me this. Yeah, I'm supposed to marry this dude. He's not saved yet, but the Lord told my spirit. No, that's you wanting something. Because, see, the spirit will only speak what the word says. So here's the other thing. You need to know what his word says. The more words you know, the more you'll hear God. So every day, crack open that word. Just crack it open. Eat. Every time you come to church, take notes. For the life of me, I don't know why y'all don't take notes. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, Pastor, I just get it. No, science will tell you that don't even happen that way. You retain way more of what you write down than what you hear. See, we don't value stuff in church because we still come to church with that old school mentality. Well, I was there. Yeah, try that at the gym. Go to the gym every day and just be there. Hey, I came to the gym. Some of you are like, I, I do that, Pastor. Spend more time on Instagram at the gym than working out. But how do I know? It don't work. You get nothing. Nothing. You come to church that same way, you get nothing. Nothing. Amen? Why? Because you have to engage. Is this helping anybody today? So he speaks to our spirit, and we use the scriptures to judge and discern his directions. That's what we do. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Listen, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Guess what does that for you? The Word of God. The Word of God thoroughly. Everybody say thoroughly. It equips you thoroughly. You know what that word means? It makes you ready for everything you face. You're thoroughly equipped. You married? You better get thoroughly equipped. You a husband to a girl? A woman? You better get thoroughly equipped. Amen? You got a man in your life now that you're his wife? You better get thoroughly equipped. Are you tracking with me today? You don't need to just be equipped. You need to be thoroughly equipped. Y'all don't know that 50% of marriages end in divorce? You want to know why? They ain't thoroughly equipped. They ain't thoroughly equipped. Whatever you're doing, get thoroughly equipped. What's going to help you with that? The Word of God. Guys, the foundation, the basics of this walk with God 
come down to just a couple of things. Prayer and the word. Man, do that every day. You'll dominate your day. Prayer and the word. Then you get in there and you serve and you share. And this Christian life, this thing can explode. You can have a better life than you ever had. But see, we can't get past certain limits because some of you just don't get it yet. Missions trip. I hear this from people. Why y'all going on missions trips? We got unsaved people here. Listen, I'll tell you why we go on missions trips. Because his word says to. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah, but it, it just don't make no kind of sense to me. That's because God's word cannot be discerned by the human intellect. See, you think it's okay to continue to have sex with people that are not your wife. That's what you want to trust? Well, yeah, pastor, you know, this this, 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 this 2020, man, this is, you know, we all got needs, pastor, we all got needs. You got a decision to make. Got a decision to make. You want to drive that life or do you want what God has for you? No one says it's going to be easy. What did Snoop and Ice Cube say back in the day? If you scared, go to church. I don't know where they got that. Like we up in here all scared. What church was they going to? Church ain't for scared folk. Church is for brave folk. Church for folk, they're like, you know what? I'm, re- I'm ready to take this thing on. I'm ready to discipline my flesh. I'm ready to be a good husband. I'm going to be a good wife. I'm going to raise good kids. I'm going to stay out the trap. I'm going to get things together. I'm going to submit to authority. I'm going to serve people. That's what this thing's about. You scared go to church. Not us. Tell your neighbor, not me. Come on, stand on your feet. He speaks to your spirit, guys. He speaks to your spirit. I can't be with you guys 24-7. My wife can't be with you guys 24-7. I don't want to be with y'all 24-7. But you know who is with you 24-7? Jesus. But he ain't going to speak to your brain. He ain't going to speak to your feelings. He's going to speak to your spirit. Every day, if I could just get you to spend some time in that word. You don't know what to read? Every day, read the proverb of the day. Today's the 22nd? Today's the 22nd or is it 23rd? I lost two days. Praise the Lord. Pray for me. Pray for me. It's the 24th. Open up your Bible, Proverbs 24. There's a, there's a word for you there. Every day, do that. Then you go and you read something in the book of Psalms, any chapter in the book of Psalms. Why? Because Psalms is the equivalent to praise and worship in your own house. You don't know what to do. He said, come into my courts with thanksgiving in your heart, a praise in your mouth. Psalms always does that. So I always start with a psalm, a proverb. And then after that, I try to take a chapter in the Old Testament and a chapter in the New. And you just had yourself a good meal. Sometimes I don't even do that because when I get into Proverbs, I get one thing that just hits my spirit. And the, and the Holy Spirit said, that's your word today. Chew on that. The whole day. I might have, I might have just cracked it and read three lines. It's like, ooh, that's for me. I all day just rehearsing that thing, speaking that thing, chewing on that thing. Why? What's happening? My spirit is growing. 
And then every day I challenge you on your way to work, instead of just listening to whatever you're listening to, put some music on. The whole, what is your commute? 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Anybody got a half hour commute? They got an hour commute, anybody? Hour commute? Oh, you're going to be strong in the spirit. Get in your car. You're just going to be a prayer beast. And when God's speaking, you're going to hear it every time. And here's what's going to, here's the big thing about that. You start hearing God speaking and responding, that's when your life changes. That's when your life changes. Because everything changed when I heard a man say, if you want to come to Jesus, you can. All you need to do is confess your sins and ask him into your heart. That word hit my spirit. I walked down the aisle of that church, gave my life to Jesus, and everything, and everything changed. But then that same pattern of hearing a word, responding, must continue so that you grow. Bow your head and close your eyes because there's some people here today, you need to meet Jesus. You need to get this thing right. I don't want you to leave today without giving your life to Christ if you need him today. If you're here today and you're just like, Pastor, I haven't been living for the Lord, you ain't got to be ashamed. You ain't got to be ashamed. He's not mad at you. But you do need to take the opportunity to get things right with him. I don't know what you did this week. I don't know what you went through. I don't know what you're dealing with. I know one thing, you don't have to be ashamed. But you do need to run to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.